Welcome to the Kingdom Mandate. Join us each Saturday as we share empowering and equipping messages that reflect on the Kingdom of God according to His sovereign will for mankind to remain in His covenant order. Get your clarion call and follow us on Blog Talk Radio, Kingdom Empowerment, Inc. Good morning, everyone. This is uh, Reverend Dr. Donna Ganey. I'm uh, the host of Kingdom Empowerment, Inc. Radio, uh, the Kingdom Mandate. And we are here to talk about a very important topic uh, that for regarding women and the characteristics of women in the Bible that uh, were favored by God and um, that also led to the coming of our Lord and Savior. We will also be speaking of other women in the Bible as well. Um, but in this particular topic, we're going to be talking about Rebecca, Rebecca of the Bible, Holy Bible. And we're going to um, go into an in-depth conversation, as we always do, uh, to share the sovereign will of our Lord and Savior here on earth. And also I want to let you know that today we have a special moderator that will be uh, taking over. Her name is Jacqueline Rogers. She's going to moderate the program today, and she is a co-host of the Kingdom Mandate. And so I'm going to turn it over to you now, Jacqueline. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Donnie. I'd just like to welcome the audience, everyone who's partaking of today to the Kingdom Mandate on Kingdom Empowerment, Inc. Radio. Our um, our topic today will be, of course, Holy Women of the Bible. We're going into Becca. And my name is Jacqueline Rogers. As uh, Dr. Donna said, I will be um, co-hosting and assisting her today. And she is our fabulous host. And we also have Minister Belinda McKenzie, Minister Gloria Vasquez, of course, myself. So um, can I have... Um, uh, Minister Gloria Vasquez, can you uh, open us up in prayer today? Yes, good morning. Um, just want to put the volume up. Father God, we praise you and we bless you, Lord God. Father, we thank you. 
for having us here before you, Lord God. We thank you for your word. We thank you, dear God, that um, you will build our characters, dear God, through the characters in the Bible, Father God, as you show us and lead us and guide us through this uh, lesson today, Father God. We pray that we're able to uh, to glean everything from it, dear God, that you have for us. And um, we're just going to be uh, very blessed by it, Father God. We pray, Lord God, that you will open them spiritual ears, dear God, and open spiritual uh, eyes, Father, that um, the hearts of people will be transformed and minds renewed, dear God, by the word that you bring uh, to us today, dear God. We thank you, Lord God. We pray for all the ministers, dear Father. We pray that we can hide behind the cross, dear God, our Lord Jesus Christ, and uh, that you, Lord God, would be glorified in this. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much very much for that. And as I said earlier, our topic today is on um, our sister Rebecca in the Bible. And before I go in depth into the um, the scripture that really opens up and speaks about um, Rebecca, here I'd like to put your attention to Genesis chapter 22 and go into, I'd like to read verses 20 through verse 23 where um, God, in his infinite wisdom, he allows us to know of the descendants of Nahor, who was, in fact, Abraham's brother. And it says, beginning at verse 20, and it says, It came to pass after these things that it was told Abraham, saying, Behold, Milcah, she has also borne children unto thy brother Nahor, who's his firstborn, and Buzz, his brother, and Kemuel, the father of Aram, and Keset, and, and Hazo, and Pildash, and Jitlath, and Bethuel. Bethuel begets Rebekah. These eight Milcah did bear to Nahor, Abraham's brother. So, in fact, when Abraham, when he had passed on and he had asked his servant to search for a wife for um, his son Isaac, it begins in chapter 24, verse, um, I'm going to start reading verse 1, and then I'm going to, I may skip around a little bit, but I'm going to start at verse 1, and I'm going to read from verse 15 to just to give us an idea of how this search um, for Isaac or wife began. And on um, chapter 24, verse 1, it says, And Abraham was old, and well stricken in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said unto his eldest servant of his house that ruled over all he had, Put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh, and I will make thee swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. But thou shalt go unto my country and kindred and take a wife unto my son Isaac. And the servant said unto him, Tear adventure, the woman will not be willing to follow me unto this land. Must I need bring thy son again unto the land from which thou camest? And Abraham said unto him, Beware that thou bring not my son thither again. The Lord God of heaven, which took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, 
and which spake unto me, and that swear unto me, saying, Unto thy seed will I give this land. He shall send his angel before thee, and thou shalt take a wife unto my son from thence. And if the woman will not be willing to follow thee, then thou shalt be clear from this my oath. Only bring not my again. And the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swear to him concerning that matter. And the servant took ten camels of the camels of his master and departed, for all the goods of his master were in his hand. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia unto the city of Nahor, and he made his camels to kneel down without the city by a well of water at the time of the evening, even the time that women go out to draw water. And he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day and shew kindness unto my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city come out to draw water. And let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I shall say, let down thy pitcher, I pray thee, that I may drink, and she shall say, drink, and I will give thy camel drink also. Let the same be she that thou hast appointed for thy servant Isaac, and thereby shall I know that has shown that that thou hast shown kindness unto my master. And it came to pass before he had done speaking that behold, Rebecca came out, who was born to Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, with her picture upon her shoulder. Amen. Um, Minister Belinda, are you on the call? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Would you like to um, share what the Lord has given you concerning that scripture? Um, uh, God had made a covenant to Abraham, and uh, then he gave the revelation that if he he was not to take his son, have a bride out of the Canaanites, and there was a reason for that, too, because they didn't serve God. And uh, and God told him that, you know, to let the man go to the well, you know, and this water, she would, um, God knew the intent that that woman would do, you know, and that, I mean, she was a humble woman. You know, she offered, you know, to go ahead and take care of his uh, animals, too. Amen. Amen. So, you know, the obedience and having uh, humbleness, we never know what a plan God has for, but the attitude and how we take it can that's bless a, us. That, 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 is, that is really good. That is really good. And I know that came from the throne of God because I just recently had a situation that I was sharing with someone regarding the same thing, that it's in our attitude and our humility that when we express what the Lord does for us, and, and you never know when God is willing and wanting to confuse you. So your attitude, yeah. show up that is always important because it's never about us, and it's always about God and what He's mm-hmm. trying to bring. Us. Amen. Amen. I see, Amen. she didn't know that connection, but right. 
God had told the, the servant, you know, Abraham told the servant that God sent an angel, you know, and that he was to go to that well. Okay, and, and so all those pieces were connected. Yeah. And it would play out in the long run. But, uh, you know, we know in parts. But all those parts one day come together. Right. Amen. Amen. Because that, yes, that's the scripture. Because I said we, we, will, we will know in part and we will prophesy in part. But the most important thing is that we do what he says and then we also that we trust God and believe that he's going to bring it to pass. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, Minister Gloria, would you like to share concerning that? I think uh, that uh, he was concerned about, uh, you know, his seed. He wants to continue the lineage um, uh, that he had received uh, from the Lord, and uh, I think that was his concern, just uh, continuing the lineage um, to keep it pure, and so he wanted uh, someone from his own family, from his own people. Yeah. Yeah. And and I thought it was very um, interesting too that um, in the scripture how it points out the fact that um, made his servant to also to take a vow that he would obey what um, Abraham was telling him to do because Abraham knew that that's what God had said. So he wasn't just him to do what Abraham wanted him to do. Abraham was also asking him to make that and take that covenant and that vow that God had given unto him, seeing that he was not he was older and he wasn't physically able to go and to do it for himself. So he wanted to uh, make sure that his servant would also take that same covenant and respect for the things that God had said. And, and, and he did just what Abraham had asked him to do. He said he was his eldest servant in his home, so obviously they had had a relationship, and I'm sure he watched the relationship that Abraham had developed with God over the years also, and he did not take it lightly because before he went out, he also even prayed to the Lord God that God would make this um, come to pass so that he could do what his servant, Abraham, had asked of him. So they were very much in covenant and, and really wanted to honor and do what the Lord had commanded them to do. Amen? Amen. 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 He was committed so, to that too. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yes. He had the same level of commitment that his master had. Amen. Amen. And and that that's that's important that um we also do in the natural that we we obey those that are are over us. And even the, the even Jesus says even in scripture, the greatest of you must be a servant. So we, we always have to acknowledge who we are in God, not so much in and of ourselves. Amen? Amen. Amen. Dr. Godley, you have something you'd like to share also? It, yes. Um, just um, interjecting based on the everything that everyone else has shared, uh, the one point that you're making about how she was um, she was a servant she had that servanthood, and when you're looking at um, the history of even Africa and the Middle East, you know, it's traditional that uh, women would carry um, 
objects on top of their head. And the other thing is, too, is that Rebecca is coming um, to him not only to draw water for him and bring it to him to drink, but she's also watering the camel, um, which is a big task. It's a huge task for one person. Um, the other part is that she was humble in it and that her father was of wealth. She came mm. from a, a family of wealth. Um, it wasn't like she was in poverty and didn't have anything, but she saw something. Uh, well, I can't say she saw anything, but she was just being obedient in nature and, and serving. Um and she saw uh, him, and he said, it said, then he prayed, Lord God of my master Abraham, make me successful today and show kindness to my master Abraham. See, I am standing beside the spring, and the daughters of the town people are coming out to draw water. May it be that when I say to a young woman, please let down your jaw that I might, may have a drink, and she says, drink, and all water, uh, and I'll water your camels too. Uh, let her be the one you have chosen for the servant Isaac, for thy servant, your servant Isaac. And, you know, um, that, he knew that she was the one that was actually chosen by God. It wasn't Amen. the fact only that she was uh, being a servant. But the fact that um, she was chosen uh, by God, but based on the prayer that he prayed, he believed, because he believed in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, uh, as as he was um, thinking, that this is um, the chosen person. So he knew immediately that that was the one that was going to be the wife for Isaac. Amen. 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 That's correct. That's correct. And as I, I'm going to continue to read, because as you said that, that you knew, um, you're going to be able to tell from the next scriptures here that he really knew and he followed through once he came to that knowledge that this was the one that um, God had sent to him for Isaac. And it says here, I'm going to continue reading it from verse 16. What in the day, uh, we are in Genesis 24. And I'm reading from verse 16. And the damsel was very fair to look upon a virgin. Neither had any man known her, and she went down to the well and filled her pitcher and came up. And the servant ran to her and said, Let me, I pray thee, drink a little water of thy pitcher. And she said, Drink, my lord, and taste it and let down her upon her and gave him drink. And when she had done in him drink, she said, I will draw water for thy camels also until they have done drinking. And she hasted and entered her pitcher into the trough and ran again unto the well to draw water and drew for all his camels. And the man wondering at her held his peace to wit whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. Came to pass as the camels had done drinking that the man took a golden earring of half a shekel with and two bracelets for her hand 
of ten shekels weight of gold, and she and she and said, Whose daughter art thou? Tell me, I pray thee, is there room in thy father's house for us to lodge in? And she said unto him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Bilka, which she bare unto Nahor. She was moreover, uh, she said moreover, we have both straw and provender enough and room to lodge in. And the man bowed down his head and worshipped the Lord. And he said, bless the Lord God of my master Abraham, who's not left destitute my master of his mercy and his truth. I, being in the way, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren, and the damsel ran and told them of her mother's house these things. Amen. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, um, Minister Belinda, would you like to share according to that scripture? Uh, You know, Abraham... He went back to the covenant when he said the Lord God of heaven uh, took him from his kinsmen. Okay, so he remembered, you know, keeping in remembrance that everything that God does and that how powerful that that covenant is to his people. You know, even the servant, because he had walked with Abraham, saw the promise that God had spoke to Abraham. And now he's remembering that covenant, how gracious God has been to Abraham, and that not only this woman, she would be out of his uh, lineage. Amen. So, you know, the promise and the obedience is important because he was given instructions what to do. And he asked him, do not come back here, you know, if they didn't find her. But one step leads to another step to another step. And every obedience is connected to the next step and the next step. Yes, 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 that's good, that's good, yes, yes. Amen, mm-hmm. amen. Minister um, Gloria, would you also like to add to that? Sure, I think the fact that he didn't want to, his son to go back, he sent a servant. He didn't send his own son to find his own wife. But rather, the servant went back. He wanted the, the young bride to be from his homeland, but he didn't want his son going back there. And to me, that says a lot. You know, the, the son is the one that will go forward into the Lord's promise. Um, and uh, he didn't want the son even to make a physical return backward um, but uh, it says a lot also about the spiritual place that uh, he had his eye on and for his son and for his, for his future progeny. So he sends a servant to go get the wife and bring her forward. Uh, uh, and that, that says a lot. Yes. And that, and, that, and that does speak about a lot because if we can recall, God took Abraham from his, from his, um, his family of the land that they dwelled in, but prior to Abraham having a relationship with God, they were all of the idol worshippers. You know, they worshipped several different gods. So um, that was that was definitely godly wisdom on Abraham's behalf of him not wanting to put his child in harm's way because with Isaac being, you know, his young son, oftentimes as parents, I'm sure um, 
you all can relate, those of us that have parents and have had to raise children, part of the parent's job is protecting our children. And a lot of times they're not even aware of the danger that they sometimes can be in just from being in particular places. You know, they, young people sometimes have a tendency to be unaware of the dangers that they are, are around. But as a parent, we sometimes know ahead. So that was definitely um, godly wisdom on Abraham's behalf. And like you said, he didn't want his son to, to go backward, but to move forward and to, and to prosper ahead. So he had the wife be brought to him, not him have to go after and, and look and look for her. Amen? Amen. Amen. And there was also I wanted to um read here, um, I wanted to go to verse read verses twenty nine and verse thirty also just in talking about what Doctor Ghani had said earlier. Rebecca came from that um her family had well not normal, you know, for um the women, they may go and gather gather water, but to do the task of feeding, you know, um, watering camels and things of that nature, that is a big task. So it says on in verse 29, it says, and Rebecca had a brother, and his name was Laban. And I, we all know who Laban is later on. And Laban ran out unto the man unto the well. And it came to pass when he saw the earring and the bracelet upon his sister's hands, and when he heard the words of Rebekah, his sister saying, Thus spake the man unto me, that he came unto the man, and he and behold, he stood by the camels at the well, and he said, Come in, thou blessed of the Lord. Wherefore standest thou without, for I have prepared the house and the room for the camels. So in, in in doing that as well, he acknowledged the fact of the, the gifting that the um Abraham's servant had also given unto Rebecca in appreciation for what it was that she had done because that was a bit of a of a large task for her to do that. And then he also and, and I believe that this is was the Lord connecting this together because he also said to the man, he said, come in, thou blessed of the Lord. So God, I believe that God was, was we know that God was orchestrating all that was being done here so that his covenant with Abraham and Isaac could continue to come to pass. Amen? Amen. 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 Dr. God, would you like to um, share what the Lord is giving you regarding this? Um, no, I think you guys have pretty much covered everything in this area that I would have said. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. And I'm sorry to my my allergies are filling up also. So then I will continue I want to continue to read on so that we can um cover the the scripture and continue to talk about Rebecca. And I'm I'm still in um Genesis twenty four but I'm going to move down to verse 45, and it begins to speak again of Rebecca. And it says, Before and before I was speaking in my heart, behold, Rebecca came forth with her pitcher on her shoulder, and she went down unto the well and drew water, and I said unto her, Let me drink, I pray thee. And she made haste and let down her pitcher from her shoulder and said, Drink, and I will give thy camels drink also. 
so I drank, and she made the camels drink also. And I asked her and said, whose daughter art thou? And she said, the daughter of Bethuel, Nahor's son, whom milk and bear unto him. And I put the earring upon her face and the bracelets upon her hands. And I bowed down my head and worshipped the Lord and blessed the Lord God of my master Abraham, which had led me in the right way to take my master's brother's daughter unto his son. And now, if ye will deal kindly and truly with thy master, tell me, if not, tell me that I may turn to the right hand or to the left. Then later, mm. I'm going to continue. Right there, that was a lot said in that portion right there mm-hmm. to Dr. Don. Yes, because mm-hmm. um, just just some reading there, it shows the heart of the of the servant. You know, being mm-hmm. being being great to God because. God is he's orchestrating all that we do, and it really is important to always acknowledge the little things uh, in everything. Because the scripture says, you know, we are to not acknowledge God in everything, in everything. And he did not um, overlook that in, in thanking God for what God had done in orchestrating this. And he prayed a prayer, and God answered it immediately. Amen? Yes. Amen. Dr. Um, um, Minister Gloria, would you you want to share about that? Oh, I love the faithfulness of the servant. You know, uh, I, I don't think uh, that Abraham could have been um, better represented by anyone else. Um, he represents the heart of Abraham in serving the Lord, and he's also obedient uh, in uh, and just the fact that he bowed down like that. Um, it just shows uh, his great pleasure that he knows he found the one he was looking for. And he recognizes in this, you know, he's, he's thanking the Lord God, and he recognizes the hand of the Lord in leading him. And he's so grateful for that, thankful, and he expresses that in his physical, um, his prostrating himself uh, in, in, in uh, thanking the Lord God in, in doing that. So, um I think uh, this servant represents him well, um, and he's going to carry forth. Obviously, he did it in the story that he carried forth the plan of the Lord uh, in finding uh, the the correct wife. Amen. Amen. Minister Gloria, would you like to share? I'm sorry. I know. I apologize. I'm getting your names mixed up. Forgive me. (laughs) Minister Belinda, I'm sorry. Yes. just the humility and the obedience of every one of them. And, you know, they all heard uh, one after another when she obeyed the humility in her. And then uh, when she got to her father's house, her brother, you know, saying, we've already prepared the room for you and we'll, you know, unlatched his uh, camels. And then even when... uh, he asked them, you know, tell me. He said, in 49, he says, now, if ye will deal kindly and truly with my master, tell me. If not, tell me that I may turn to the right hand or to the left. But one thing they said on the next thing, they said, um, the thing proceeded from the Lord. We cannot speak unto thee bad or good. They acknowledged that this came from the Lord and immediately accepted what this man was saying and knew that 
to humble themselves. You know, and and it, you know, if God's people truly, truly, truly walk in that spirit that they're walking in, one has a part in the other. And if somebody comes to you in the Lord, the Lord will give you the unction and the knowledge. This is from me, and you immediately submit and humbleness to hear God what your part is. Yeah. So it takes on the character of Jesus. Because what did Jesus do? He was very humble. Yeah. You know, and he was a servant. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And then that that that's that's really good. Um, I like the fact that how you pointed out um the both of you how, you know, everyone he just like he just knew from God and it wasn't even a second um thought. And then the Lord, you know, Scripture also says that God touches the hearts of kings. God, when when it's His when it's His perfect will, He goes before us and prepares the way. When we do when we do what God tells us to do, He's like He says, "Take upon me my yoke, because my burden is easy and it's light." Do what God says. He will order. He will order our steps. I truly, truly believe that, and that's why. He connected to God and to pray and to seek the Lord in everything that we do, just like the servant, the Moses' servant did. Moses gave him, um, um, made him take a um, an oath, a vow, you know, the covenant that he did tell him, put your hand under my side. <clears throat> but the servant didn't take that lightly because he didn't just go and do what Abraham told him to do. He, too, also bowed down and prayed to the God of Abraham. That, that um, to order his steps and make everything turn out right, just to honor his master. So there's such a covenant mm-hmm. and connection there that just continued on throughout the process, and everything just just unfolded. It just unfolded. Um, Minister um, Belinda, like you said, yeah. the, it says in verse 50, when Laban and Bethuel answered and said, the thing proceeded from the Lord. Lord. We cannot speak unto thee bad or good. Mm-hmm. Behold, is before thee, and take her and go, and let her be thy master's son's wife, as the Lord hath spoken. So they yeah. even knew. They even knew that all of this, that this was ordained by God. It was not a moment of hesitation. Everything that he, that Abraham initiated through the prayer and told his his servant to do and his relationship with God, it all came to pass, pass mm-hmm. like if it was just a um a well oiled wheel where there was there yeah. was no benefit in anything and that was being done. Amen. Amen. And Amen. Now something you said, the key word, God's perfect will. Yes. Amen. Yes. Uh, sovereign yes. will, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. 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 I'm going to continue here and just read. I want to finish out just just um, the end. I'm going to read to verse 61 where it comes down. Actually, I'll stop at verse 67. I'll just finish reading the rest of chapter 24 as we see how it all comes together and even how Isaac responds from seeing this woman that, that God mm-hmm. had got. Him. So I'm going to start here. At verse 52, and it says, And it came to pass that when Abraham's servant 
heard their words, he worshipped the Lord, bowing himself, bowing himself to the earth. And the servant brought forth jewels of silver <clears throat> and jewels of gold and raiment and gave them to Rebekah. He gave also to her brother and to her mother precious things. And they did eat and drink, he and the men that were with him, and tarry all night. And they rose up in the morning, and he said, Send me away unto my master. And her brother and her mother said, The damsel abide with us a few days, at the least ten, after that she shall go. And he said unto them, Tender me not, seeing the Lord has prospered my way. Send me away that I may go to my master. And they said, We will call the damsel and inquire at her mouth. And they called Rebekah and said unto her, Wilt thou go with this man? And she said, I will. And they sent away Rebekah, their sister, and her nurse, and Abraham's servant, and his men. And they blessed Rebekah and said unto her, Thou art our sister. Be thou the mother of thousands of millions. And let thy seed possess the gate of those which hate them. And Rebekah rose and her damsels, and they rode upon the camels and followed the man. And the servant took Rebekah and went his way. And Isaac came. But before before I read, before I continue to finish off of verse 62 through um, 67, there was also a lot um, that uh, there's some things that we could discuss here in, in, in this uh, scripture. Because um, when they're, they obviously were a close-knit family, as you can see, and the fact that they would, they would have desired that their daughter stay with them just a few days. They could say their goodbyes, I'm sure, or anything. But the servant, Abraham's servant, that he did not get that instruction from God. And I believe that the spirit just checked him right then and there because Abraham asked him to go and come back with her, not to go and um, make arrangements for her. He said to bring a wife for his son, not to make arrangements. So I believe that that was the the spirit just probably just quickening him, and then they agreed. They said, well, let's ask Rebecca, and how the Lord then, she even came along to do what it is that the Lord, you know, his perfect will to be done. There was no hesitation in her. So I thought that was a, a something more that we could discuss here uh, Minister Belinda, would you like to add um, something more to that scripture that we just covered? Yes, ma'am. You know, everything you said, here God, God connects the next piece, the next piece. You know, th- and like you say many times, you know, God is telling us something and we want to hold on or we want to, you know, whether it's our children, if God is saying let go, you know, mm-hmm. and we want to keep them close. Yes. But, she said, I'll go. But, you know, this woman is just by faith. She's going. But right. I like the, the the verse 60. These people were not with Abraham when God made that covenant. Right. But yet right. they speak. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, says, and they blessed Rebekah and said unto her, Thou art our sister. These are the mother of thousands and of millions. And let thy seed prosper the gate of those which hate them. Now, Abraham was told to sojourn and that God would go before him, but he would bless those that blessed him mm-hmm. and those that cur- you know, cursed him, that they would be cursed. 
Yeah. Mm. So here we see them repeating that covenant. Yes. Yeah. And that his seed would multiply. He would have his seed would just be many. Mm-hmm. As the sands of the sea. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yeah. The simple obedience of her. And now another blessing will be upon her because of the blessing of Abraham. Amen. Amen. And her, her obedience—that's that's good. Yes. That's, that's the yes. Would you I love the fact that that he didn't let any time lapse. You know, sometimes when, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even when we overthink something, it mm-hmm. just changes the course of things. And sometimes the more time Amen. we have, the more we can complicate things. You know, uh, because we start yes. to put our our human will into it, and. Uh, here, the servant doesn't allow that. He closes the, the time gap. And he says, uh, you know, uh, he, wants, he, he tells him that he wants to go quickly back to his uh, master and that uh, he wants to take her with him. Uh, he says, don't delay me. So because of that, this family really doesn't have an opportunity to get involved. And we know that this brother of Rebecca's Laban can really complicate things. You know, we'll see yeah. that later uh, in the in the story. But um, here, he's not given this opportunity. And because of that, instead, she, what she gets from them is uh, the blessings and the greetings. And they quickly, you know, they, they wrap everything up, pack it up, and she's on her way with, uh, with the servant. So the family really, really wasn't given much time to get involved or to... Uh, think more about what they might want. You know, he presents so many gifts to them, and they obviously see that uh, she's coming from, uh, that that, uh, he's coming, that this servant is coming from someone who is wealthy, from someone who uh, has means. And, uh, you know, they could have started demanding a lot and uh, getting more involved, but they they were not given that opportunity. So I really like that about the servant in, in a way, he is a humble man, but he's also shrewd. <laughs> so um, I, I like that. <laughs> yes, yes, amen, amen. And and I like the point that you brought out there, even though it, it comes up later on in the scripture, about Laban and, and the character of Laban. Because mm-hmm. Laban, you know, we, we all know what he, he's capable of doing, what's in his mm-hmm. heart. And, and, and God knew, and God knew also. But thank and praise God that, Abraham serving as humble as he was, like you said, he he became a shrewd businessman because he didn't hesitate to be obedient to God and what Abraham mm-hmm. told him to do because his, his assignment was to go and get a wife for mm-hmm. Isaac. And he did just that. He left, he went, he prayed, he asked God to to order his steps when he approaches to send that woman who's going to um, give him water and also water his camels that that would be the one, and he continued to thank God each time when everything went went according to what he had actually prayed. And so when God was making all these things happen, he thought not to be dis- uh, to have a delayed response. And I know that um, we've all heard that to be taught, you know, delayed disobedience, you know, or a delayed response can be, be taken as disobedience to the word of God. And we oftentimes have to have to know in our spirit that when God tells us to do a thing, and like um, Minister Belinda, you said, there's no time to think 
because sometimes when we get our thoughts and, 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 and emotions get involved, and we talked about that um, previously when we were discussing, I believe it was Sarah and um, Hayden, how, how the emotions can sometimes get in the way and, and can alter and, and, and change the plan of God because now we're not just doing what God says. Now we are emotionally detached or involved in a situation, and I'm sure had they he waited for Rebecca to um, them to send her to her, a whole lot of taking place and ultimately um, uh, defeat the the perfect will and the plan of God. So oh, I, I was really good that he he did not falter and he didn't waver and he didn't let anybody persuade him. He was going on to do what. Um, he was ordered and commanded to do by his master Abraham. Amen. 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 Uh, Doctor Donnie, um, is there anything you'd like to add to that before we move forward? Um, yeah. Before we jump forward, I, I, I want to point out that um, not only is he following the um, word of mm-hmm. Abraham, following the custom of Abraham in his family. And if you go back and you study from prior times before in the Bible when they went into the house, they didn't, like we do now, what we see now is that the person just walks into the house and say, uh, I want to marry your daughter. <laughs> or sometimes they don't even walk in the house and say, uh, you know, they don't even even walk into the house. They just marry the daughter. But when this um, servant of Abraham goes into the house. I know that we've moved forward past this, but I want to. I want. I think it's important to take understanding. He came there with a, a story of his master, the facts, mm-hmm. and, and he lays them down in the whole story before them and presents it. And one of the things that he says um, about Abraham. When Abraham sent him out, he he said that because he told Abraham peradventure that she will not go with me, peradventure she may not come. But he turns around and he says that that Abraham told him that the God that I that walked before me, uh, number one, and the next things out is will send an angel of the Lord with you. Okay, so he wasn't going uh, directly by himself, but there was an angel of the Lord present when he went into that environment. Um, Only Abraham, that which was of Abraham, would take understanding on that. The way that the custom that he did, the, the giving of the, the ring on the face, it didn't say that he put the earring in the ear or anywhere. It said on the face of Rebecca. It was uh, something that only Abraham would understand. Because remember that Abraham is in a Canaan, uh, Canaanite area, but they're going to earth. Okay, and so the the releasing of the jewels on the the uh, arm also too was something of their their custom, their tradition, things that they did. So they knew for sure 
everything that the, the he was following was of Abraham. They knew without a doubt this is of Abraham. And not only that, it was positioned and declared for it by the Lord. So they understood and they knew Abraham followed the Lord, which is very important to take understanding on um, as a point of uh, the rest of the study, the studies that we're going through. That's all I have to say. Amen, amen, and, and I appreciate that that you shared because, like, like you said, ultimately Abraham followed the Lord, and they obviously saw um, from the things that were done, the giving of the gifts, the way that he had uh, displayed them, and so forth. That was that was honorable of the Lord, and they actually knew that to, to be the case. Amen. And thank you for sharing that with us, Doctor Godin. I'm just going to go on. I'm just going to read the last part of Genesis 24, verse 16 through 67, when it shows how Isaac can be best And Isaac came from the way of the well, Lahiroi, where he dwelt in the south country. And Isaac went out to meditate in the field at the evening tide. And he lifted up his eyes and saw, and behold, the camels were coming. And Rebecca lifted up her eyes. And when she saw Isaac, she lifted, um, she lighted off the tent. For she had said unto the servant, What man is this that walketh in the city to meet us? And the servant had said, It is my master. Therefore she took a veil and covered herself. And the servant told Isaac all things that he had done. And Isaac brought her into his mother's tent and took Rebecca, and she became his wife, and he loved her, and Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Amen? Amen. Amen. And there is something, too, that we can discuss here as far as who who Isaac was and and, and what God had, um, he had turned out to be that young man, and I see why. Um, Abraham would have wanted to protect him and have not him go back to Abraham's old country as opposed to um, him doing that and the, him going to get the wife and then the wife being brought to him. Minister Belinda, would you like to share regarding that last yes. uh, passage yes. here? Go ahead. Uh-huh. You know, uh, she did something there. She put the veil on, over her face. So he didn't get to see her. But he heard what the servant said, and he took her. You know, she. it says uh, uh, 65, for she had said unto the servant, what man is this that walketh in the field to meet us? And the servant uh, had said, it is my master. Therefore, she took a veil and covered herself. Okay, and then he tells Isaac, and then he takes her into his mother's uh Tent. And he took her and she became his wife And he loved her He didn't go on her beauty didn't go on other There's nothing but the, the, the Each part is the word of God You know He took this woman And then he loved her And I wonder sometimes you know, I wonder sometimes 
the gods, you know, and this is a this is not a judgment on anybody. But when we read this, how allowing God to rule our lives and then submitting to what God says. And, I mean, God is still doing this stuff. He's still bringing men and women together. If they allow him, you know, if they submit to God's perfect will. And then to accept what God's saying and to love that person. You're doing it out of submission unto God, humbling yourself for the will of God. You know, when I say submission, there's an ungodly mess that religious people have put bondage on women and men. But there is no bondage in God to submit to his perfect will. That's good. That's good. Are you um you still have more to say, Mr. Belinda? Uh, nothing else. Uh, um, uh, Minister um, Gorby, would you like to share regarding that? Yes, I, I love the I love the unity of uh, of this whole group of people. You know, uh, Isaac and the servant and uh, Abraham. Um, just the unity between them. They have a they have a goal. Uh, they want to all of them want to follow the Lord's uh, leading. And um, there's a peace about it. There's a, there's a unity there. Uh, there's a great trust, uh, and ultimately in God, and that, that God is in it. They, uh, they know that they're being led of the Lord. They know that they're in the promise and in the timing of God. And uh, they're totally content and at peace with knowing that God is in all of the details. Uh, so here Isaac now is demonstrating that, and uh, he he sees the young woman, he brings her into his mother's tent, he marries her, loves her. Um, th- there's just such a peace about it, and uh, that it, it can only be the peace of God um, as as he leads all these different characters, you know. Uh, and we know from the story that all of these characters are very strong-willed people. Each each and every one of them, Rebecca herself, uh, later proves her strong character. Um, and, and yet there's um, an underlying trust in God that supersedes all of their strong characters and all of their strong wills. And um, that's what makes it work. That's what, that's what uh, I, and I, I think this is why God is... Uh, can, why God can use all of them, uh, because in spite of their own wills, they uh, submit their wills to to God. So um, I'm, I'm grateful for that, and I think that's a great example for all of us as to how we can live today. Amen. 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 And and I appreciate everything that ladies able to share. And and also too, um, the Lord had dropped this in my spirit about um, Isaac, that, you know, he allowed, like you said, the relationship, first of all, that they all have with one another because they all have a heart after God. You know, they all desire to to, to obey the things of God, and that is, that is very important because as they see when they come back, Isaac looks up 
before he even saw the camels, it says he was out in the field meditating. He he was praying. He was he was out praying and seeking God. You know, he wasn't anxious. I'm sure he may have even been aware of what his father was going to do because he was he was mourning, you know, the death of his mother. You know, and he he was out in the field and he was praying and his father went in and um, found him a wife, but when he looked up and he saw her, he just, he knew immediately and how they were joined joined together. And I believe, like you said, too, Minister, uh, Minister Belinda, that God is still bringing marriages together, but if only, only those who are looking to be married and are following after God, if they would just be submitted to God and what did he say? He, he wants to do that God is still that arranging marriages, however he, he wants to do it. But the key that I see here, like you said, is the submission. It's the, it's the individual submission to the will of God and, and the obeying of the spirit of God and not just going off and doing what it is that, that one would want to do because you can see a lot of times now just bringing it forward that some young people – they find it disrespectful or something, or, or they want to rebel against their parents wanting to find them a mate. And, and there, there is something to be said of the elders, their experience, their, their prayer lives and things of that nature that they should know more. And I don't think that young people enough today give the credence and take that into consideration, you know, the, the God of their fathers, of their forefathers and mothers when they when they really truly have a relationship with God. And it's evident here that Abraham and his his lineage and his family that they all serve God. And God is often sharing with us, you know, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. Because they were really, really in tune with one another and in and, and serving of their God. And and despite they made mistakes you know, they did make some mistakes along the way. They weren't perfect. Only God and his, his will is perfect. But they stayed Amen. and they followed God. Amen? Amen. 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 Dr. Donnie, do you have something more? Well, I like the point that you brought out um, about the fact that when um, she arrived in verse 67 of Genesis, 24, and it says, and Isaac brought her into his mother, Sarah's tent, and took Rebekah, and she became his wife. He loved her, and Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Um, I think uh, that is well said that Rebekah um, played a role that gave him that comfort that he needed in the time. Uh, of distress from the death of the mother, and yeah. I kind of we can't really say, but I wonder if that was one of the reasons that Abraham saw that he needed um, that person to be united in one flesh together uh, at that mm-hmm. time at that stage of his life, and um, I think too, that he wanted someone that was going to uh, be able to submit to the order that is established in in, um, in his 
you know, in in where they were because if they're not, they're going to fall prey to that Canaanite system that was in existence. And so he wanted someone that would would, uh, fall in line with uh, the order that was established so that the final um, root that was established with God come into the order of God. And which is very important, and that that's what I see in all of this, um, the acts that were being performed, uh, the the layout of what Abraham stated in the beginning, all the way getting mm-hmm. into part of uh, the union, the the final marriage stage yes. between he and um, Rebecca, Isaac and Rebecca, yes. which is a beautiful and wonderful story. Uh, the Bible. Not really a story, a part of history um, of yeah. the Bible. And that's what I wanted to say. Amen. Amen. Yes, that that, that is good. That is really good. Thank you for sharing. Um, as we move forward, I'm just going to um, read the scripture here in um, chapter 25. We're going to start at verse 19 and just wanted to just read the um the, my, my Bible has a heading and it says Isaac because remember um, Isaac was the child of promise that God had spoken to Abraham so in this scripture here it goes on to talk about who his descendants were so in verse 20, chapter 25 verse 19 it says and these are the generations of Isaac Abraham's son Abraham get Isaac and Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah, the wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian of Pandaran, the sister to Laban, the Syrian. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren, and the Lord was entreated of him. And Rebekah, his wife, and the child struggled together, and the children struggled together within her. And she said, if it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said unto her, two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels, and the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. And when her days um, to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb, and the first came out red, all over like in a, a hairy garment, and they called his name Esau. And that came his brother out, and his hand took hold on Esau's heel, and his name was called Jacob. And Isaac was threescore years old when she bare them. And the place grew, and Esau was a cunning hunter a man of the field, and Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents. And Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison. But Rebekah loved Jacob. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop. I'm going to stop right there. And um, Minister Belinda, would you like to just comment on the fact yeah. of his lineage and what, what kind of took place in those scriptures? Yes, and I, you know, I had to, and my spirit was laughing, you know, uh-huh. that uh, uh, Rebecca, uh, to wife, uh, 20, 
It says the daughter of, um, if I'm pronouncing this right, Bethel the Caesarean. Now, he is in the Middle East. She had a lineage of, of being a Syrian. Mm-hmm. And, and when they said two manner of uh, nations will come out of her, that I, you know, when you have children, one child will be different than the other. The one was a hunter and the other was playing in living tents. You got people that'll be sports minded and some people that'll be uh, literature, you don't mind it. But I think on uh, the people in that area, a lot of the men are hairy. You know, they have a lot of body hair. Mm-hmm. And it talks about this other uh, brother having that hair. And I'm saying, you know, we're trying to divide, like uh, Sister Donna was saying, that if we don't know the history, we've been told so many lies. But here it's in the scripture, and a lot of the Palestinians and uh, in that area are saying they have more heritage to Jerusalem than the Jews that are in Israel. And this is going back to their lineage. Because you got uh, 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 different people over there. You got you got Christians, you got uh uh Arabs, you got uh people from Palestine. Well all in the area. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. And then and then yeah, and there, there is there is a lot to be said too when you go when you research and you find um as Dr. Donnie was saying with us before, like the different maps and things it, it yeah. all ties. It all ties together. That's why you 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 must know that when there is the, the confusion, that in the body of Christ and with other religions, they're, mm-hmm. they're not touching, you know. And there we have more that we have in common than we have of uh, differences overall. Yeah. But they focus they focus on the differences, not the things that we really have in common. Yeah, that those people are connected. Mhm. 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 And they're speaking that now. I've, I've, you know, watched different videos and stuff, and they're saying that now. And I'm saying, look at that, Lord. Huh? Rebecca had some experience. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. And how many things were told is just these people, and not this. This is not true. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. That's all yeah. I, I, I'm saying. It's just amazing. Amen, amen. When you stop to think about it, it is. And when you find out the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, you know, sometimes people try to change people. But God has brought them into the world and and innate in them, you know. Uh, some people will be book people. Some people will be hunters. Some people will be the, That's the nature that God brings into them. Wow. The parents trying to change this kid to make them this. <laughs> wow, it's amazing. Minister, Minister Boyer, would you like to comment? Yes. Uh, yes, thank you. I, I see here the first divide, you know, and um, it, it says that uh, Rebecca loved Isaac 
but uh, Jacob loved Esau. And really, these are two parents who should have loved their children equally. Amen. Um, and I think here, by them loving one child and not the other, they really split the family, you know, because now it becomes a family torn. Uh, Esau and uh, Jacob on the one side and Rebecca and Jacob on the other side. And I can see as these two boys grew up, there must have been a constant competition, uh, you know, each one wanting in their hearts the love of the other parent or feeling despised or rejected in some measure by the other parent. They probably wanted the attention or the love of that parent and um, knowing that the other brother had the attention of that parent, probably in some way wounded, each child was wounded, not because of what the boys were doing, but because of what the parents were doing. And they were, they were putting this uh, contention, for whatever reason, they took sides like this. They were putting this uh, contention on the children, and it became a source of wounding, and I think it became a source of competition. It became what would later become the division of the two boys when they became men. Uh, they resented each other. And this was why early on, I think, I, um, Isaac, saw, uh, I'm sorry, this is why early on uh, Jacob sought the birthright of Esau. Uh, it was, uh, again, the, uh, the, uh, the competition was there, and he was wanting what Esau had. Um, uh, unfortunately, Esau recklessly gave that away. And then later, we see how uh, Rebecca and Jacob also sought after the blessing of Esau. So uh, Esau lost both his birthright and his blessing to Jacob, which which made it that much more complete for Jacob, um, but uh, there was a that competition was uh, very critical here um, uh, in the story, and um, we see where the divide began. It really didn't begin with the boys, the two boys. It began with the two parents. Uh, it was not mm-hmm. only a physical, uh, uh, an emotional, physical divide, but it would be later a spiritual divide. Um, uh, that would uh, we see that to this day. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. That's 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 really good. Mm-hmm. Can can um, I interject here a little bit because I want to look at this from a spiritual standpoint by the word of God. You know, the okay. first thing that came to her was a prophetic utterance, and if you go back into the history, that prophecy came from Shem, who was dwelling in, dwelling in the caves at that time. Um, and in Genesis uh, 22, it says, and the children shall struggle together with, within her. And she says, if it, be, if it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord, okay? Mm-hmm. And the Lord said unto her, two nations are in, the, in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels, and the one people shall be stronger and the other people and the and the elder shall serve the younger. Now I believe Rebecca was seeking the Lord to take understanding on what her the prophecy that she received meant, and she went and done that, and the Lord responded back 
that this is how it is. And I believe Rebecca uh, accepted the Lord's will. You see, she accepted and adapted to the Lord's sovereign will. And if you read it clearly, he said, Two nations are in my womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy house. So she knew, based on that word, that one child has to be ushered into the destiny of the Lord. Uh, she already knew or knew that in her spirit which one it was. And I don't believe that uh, according to the uh, Rabboni um, scriptures, the Midrash, and the the, um, the other books based on oral history, all oral history that was translated down from time. Um, in other words, like I'm telling, uh, I'm I'm Belinda's mother, and I'm saying Belinda, this is your genealogy. This is the stories behind your genealogy. So I'm orally telling her, but maybe it wasn't transcribed immediately then, but as it's transferred down to the next person, the oral translation is coming out again. So in this, they said that it appears that Rebecca never told Isaac the the prophecy. So Isaac was not aware that who that there was a destiny child. Uh, that there was a child that had a direction to serve higher than the other. But Rebecca knew that. So I, I, I wanted to bring that in uh, to give clear revelation because there's been a lot of commentaries out there again, but not the real revelation and the truth of God out of this. And we can tell mm. by through Romans 9, I, I don't want to go there not now, but if we go and read, read Romans 9, we see God's mind in all of this. And we can see it in Hosea. God's mind in amen. all of this. Um, amen. amen. And so the, the way of a Christian is to accept the sovereign will of God Tell in everything. God. And not even rationalize it. Not amen. even rationalize or question it. Okay. Um, so that's Amen. that's what I wanted to point out there, and and this is why Amen. it's so important to go deeper in your learning and your understanding yeah. of the things of God, because there have been um, uh, uh, interpretations given. But what is the the person that is given that interpretation in that commentary? What are their views? What do they think, Amen. and why were they relating it? Are they relating it based on their environment? Or, or their customs, or did they actually go into those environments and get a clear understanding and talk to God and get revelation from him on what they are relating over? That, that's what I was saying. Lord, go ahead. That important? Oh, yes, understanding is important because that's yeah. where wisdom is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, that, that was really good, um, Dr. Ghani. And um I was. I just have had a com- one other comment I wanted to make about that, as you were saying, the spiritual aspect of it all, and when um, also had said previously that um, in the selection when they went to get the wife um, for Isaac, that it was important that they believed that someone they went and got him a wife who would in fact to continue and to carry on, you know, um, their ways of the Lord. 
because I just thought it was really profound, the fact that um, Rebecca, she went, even though Isaac prayed for her because she was barren, but once she became pregnant, she didn't hesitate herself to go back and ask the Lord what was the meaning of what was going on with her. And he did tell her that the younger shall serve the older. And, and and it's not different in keeping with what the covenant that God made with Abraham originally, originally because Isaac was the promised child, but Ishmael was the older. And so, and even then, the younger, the, the, the older was to serve the younger. And it's, and it's still the same scenario here that Jacob did the, the younger child and that Esau was actually even served him because I believe that, that that was in keeping with, with what God's will was and what he wanted to do. And like you said, not really touching it, but just accepting it and obeying it. But she did not convey that message with um, with Isaac so that maybe they, who knows, they could have, it could have turned out slightly differently in in the relationship with the children, but as it plays out, Esau he didn't have that spiritual connection to realize what it was that he had. He was the oldest child, and the birthright goes to him, but he didn't he didn't understand those things. And I don't whether, mm-hmm. May I say please? He didn't understand them. He didn't know them. But um, I also believe that he is also responding to what's before him and what's coming down to his parents. That he, I'm, I'm sure he is seeing also that in, in, in some way that his father, uh, Esau, his father loved him, but his mother didn't love him the way she loved Jacob. And I'm sure that's playing into uh the, the disunity between the two boys as well. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that that did have something to do with it. Because then, when you see um, later on, you know the difference between the two of them, Esau and Jacob. You know um, that they are able to come back around and to have a relationship. But Jacob, in in doing what his he, he and his mother had contrived to be done, and, and we'll get to that in a moment. You know, it did it for a greater strain to the relationship that he was had, that he did or did not have with his brother. Um, you know I'm, what? I, I want to interject something because according to the Bible in, in Genesis twenty, uh, where we are, Genesis uh, twenty five twenty nine. Let's read this. It says, "And Jacob saw pots, and Esau came from the field, and he was." I believe that there, if there was really any confrontation between the two of them, that he would not have wanted to eat from his bowl. Um, I think that they would have had some kind of sincere separation. Uh, apparently, according to the word of God, that it didn't come in until he realized when Esau did not even realize yet he had gave up his birthright, even though that he did that, you know. It was later on that he became angry with Jacob. You see, um, according to the word of God, I'm just going by the word of God. Um, and in 30, he says, And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint. 
Therefore was his name called Edom. And Jacob said, Tell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I am at that point to die. What profit shall the birthright do me? You see. And Jacob said, Swear to me this day. And he swore unto him. And he told his, uh, sold his birthright unto Jacob. Then Jacob said, Gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils. And he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Um, so that's when the despising came in because he realized he had made the, the biggest mistake in his life that he could have ever made. And that's where the enmity came in. But it doesn't show, according to the word of God and any of the historical oracle uh, write, you know, writings that have been written down or it doesn't show that there was any animosity between them until that point. So I wanted to point that out, and it's very important to stay in line with the Word of God. Uh, that's all I had to say, um, Sister Jacqueline. Thank you. Thank you for uh, pointing that out and sharing it. It's like you said, sometimes, you know, commentaries can say one thing, but we always have to go back and rely on what the word of God says. Amen. Amen. I'm going to um move forward here. Um I I would like to discuss so just for a moment here in Genesis um twenty six verse seven and eight how it was just how um I don't believe that Isaac was aware of what his dad had done with his mom, but how he turned around and he did the same thing with his wife, you know. Um, it says in, in tw- um, chapter 26, verse 7 and 8, while I'll read from the beginning because it is a covenant that God made with, I- with Isaac, and it says here, and there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham, and Isaac went unto, unto, Ab- uh, unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gerar. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt, Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. So join in this land, and I will be with thee, and and will bless thee. For unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. And I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of the heaven, and will give unto thy seed all these countries, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because that that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. And Isaac dwelt in Gerar, and the men of the place asked him of his wife, and he said, She is my sister. For he feared to say, She is my wife, lest, said he, the men of the place should kill me for Rebecca because she was fair to look upon. And it came to pass when he had been there a long time that Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out a window and saw, and behold, Isaac was sporting with Rebecca, his wife. And Abimelech said, I um, called Isaac and said, Behold, of a surety, uh, of a surety she is thy wife. And how sayest thou, she is my sister? And Isaac said unto him, Because I said, Lest I die for her. And Abimelech said, What is this thou hast done unto us? 
one of the people might lightly have leaned with my wife, and thou shouldest have brought guiltiness upon us. And Abimelech charged all his people, saying, He that touches this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. Amen. Amen. Um, Sister Belinda, you want to um, um, share what the Lord is giving you regarding that? <laughs> oh, goodness. He did wind up doing the same thing his father did. But, you know, uh, all through the other parts, they obeyed. You know, even Sarah, when something was going on in her, in her womb, she sought God for understanding. And that's a key element even to God's people today. If something's going on, don't stay in lack of understanding. See God for what it is. Then God told her what was going to happen. It didn't matter whether the father loved this one or that. The word was key. This will happen. Two nations will come out of your womb. Nobody could change that because God spoke it, that this was going to take place. And at all, whether the deceit or whatever, it worked into what God spoke first. And, uh, you know, when we start worrying about uh, him thinking about his wife because she was beautiful and stuff, you know, trusting God, they they trusted God, and they simply followed it. And he said, uh, told them to go into this land, the land where God says, to travel where God says. If God says go into a land, the same God that told his father to come out of the land he was in and that he would provide for him, he would go before him and he would bless him and curse those that cursed him. That covenant was still on his children. I, I, I like to say this. Uh, I have a daughter, and a lot of times she'll go to her emotions when she's going through stuff. And I remember one day she said, well, she put in applications here and there, and she just sat down, but God ain't give me a dream. And I, I looked at the dream, and then God spoke. Okay, I didn't say anything about the dream to her, and I just prayed over it. And the day she comes in, she sits down, she starts crying. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do. She had a car payment due, this and this. It was going through a divorce. And I looked at it, I said, I thank God, I praise God for the dream. And I began to tell her the dream. And I said, why do you, why are you in a dilemma? When God has proven himself to you all through your life. God does not lack understanding. If you don't know something and all these emotions are coming, what should you do? Go to God. He said he's the same God yesterday, today, and he'll be the same God tomorrow. She went to God. She got an understanding. Nothing could change what God had said was going to come out of her womb, and they would, one would serve, be greater, and one would serve the other. But even in, in in what he did, this this 
this uh, king had enough sense. He is God. He's saying, this is your wife. And he tells them in the land, no one will touch this woman. So there was the protection of God. God said, your enemies. He told Abraham his enemies. You go to the word where God says he gives us favor. And that the battle's not ours. But that means to trust. And lead not to our own understanding. Amen. And sometimes we try to pray to change something when God says this is what's going to take place. Instead of saying, Lord, thy will be done. Because it's going to take place. Amen. The God's going to have his way ultimately. Yes. Amen. Um, Minister Gloria, would you like to share with that? Uh, yes. I, I love the faithfulness of God, the continuity of his faithfulness throughout the generations. You know, we saw a similar thing between Abraham and um Sarah, um, and now we see it here again um, with Jacob and Rebecca. How God, how God, uh, just faithfully protects them and uh, keeps them. Uh, uh, and what I like is the similarity of the stories. It's uh, almost identical, you know. He uh, to almost to the letter that he has to call her his wife, his sister. Uh, so the, the the protection of the Lord for me is the most outstanding thing in, in these in these verses right here. Amen. The faithfulness Amen. of God. And that was it was I just thought that that was, you know, it was almost like in eight, you know, that um, Abraham um, that Isaac would experience the same thing that his father experienced, and they were both, excuse me, stricken by fear. Mm-hmm. That's what prompted them. To, to, to make those those decisions, they they both became afraid, and 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 in their efforts to to protect themselves, <laughs> and, and and prayerfully their wives at the same time that they both had said, you know, this this is this is my sister, not my wife. But at any mm-hmm. rate, um, God still went on, and just as He blessed uh, Abraham, He also uh, blessed Isaac. Because as we, I'm going to just read here. But I'm gonna finish out this scripture here in 20 to, um, to the end, because it's also important to note that there comes a, a, a grievance between Isaac and Rebecca. So I'm gonna read again, starting at verse 12. Then Isaac sold in that land, and received in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. But he had possession of flocks and possession of herds and great store of servants, and the Philistines envied him for all the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham. His, um, Abraham, his father, the Philistines had stopped them and filled them with the earth. And Abimelech said unto Isaac, Go from us, for thou art much greater than we. And Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. 
and Isaac digged again the wells of water, which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham, and he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. And Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found there a well of springing water. And the herdsmen of Gerard did strive with Isaac's herdsmen, saying, The water is ours, and he called the name of the well Esek, because they strove with him. And they digged another well and strove for that also, and he called the name of it Sitna. And he removed from thence and digged another well, and for that they strove not, and he called the name of it Rehoboth. And he said, For now the Lord hath made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. And he went up from thence to Beersheba, and the Lord appeared unto him the same night and said, I am the God of Abraham thy father. Fear not, I am with thee and will bless thee and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. And he built an altar there and called upon the name of the Lord and pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servant, Dikbimelech went to him from Gerar and Ahuzath, one of his friends, and Philcoy, the chief captain of his army. And Isaac said unto them, Wherefore come ye to me, seeing ye hate me, and have sent me away from you? And they said, We saw certainly that the Lord was with thee, and we said, Let there be now an oath betwixt us, even betwixt us and thee, and let us make a covenant with thee, that thou wilt do us no hurt, as we have not touched thee, and as we have done unto thee nothing but good, and have sent thee away in peace, thou art now the blessed of the Lord. And he had made them a feast, and they did eat it. They rose up betimes in the morning and swear one to another, and Isaac sent them away. They departed from him in peace. And it came to pass the same day that Isaac's servants and told him, Concerned the well which they had digged and said unto him, We we have found water, Sheba, therefore the name of the city is Beersheba unto this day. And Esau was forty years old when he took to wife Judith, the daughter of Zerah, the Hittite, and Bashamah, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite, which were a grief of mine unto Isaac and to Rebekah. Amen. Yes. Minister Belinda, would you like to um, share um, the closing comments for that chapter? Can you let Gloria, Sister Gloria, go before me? I'm out here putting my dog on the chain. Sure. And I'll no get problem. back. No problem. <laughs> Minister Gloria, go ahead. Um, I think I'm going to give this one to uh, Pastor Ghani. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> You know, what I love about this whole um, chapter chapter here is that Isaac was being obedient to the Lord. The first um, verses 1 through 5, the Lord told him to go and dwell in the land of Abraham. And so he went into every area where Abraham dwelt because Abraham had those wells in those areas. And he opened up those wells and in, in, in every place that he went for the um, Philistines would 
Mandela they would come in and they would want to destroy it. And notice that Ambivalek um, had really not wanted them to ever come back to those wells, period, because he closed them up. They sealed those wells off, but um, Isaac opened them back up, um, and they they prospered everywhere they went. And the final, the last place that he went to, they uh, sincerely prospered, and they realized that they could not over. And Bimelech realized that they could not overcome them. And God also appeared to Isaac and explained to him that um, he was with him. He was with him, I'm with you. And, and, verse and the Lord appeared unto him the same night and said, I am the God of Abraham, thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee and will bless thee and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. And he builded also there and called upon the name of the Lord and pitched his tent there. There Isaac, his servant, did the well. Um, from that point on, you know, the Bible speaks of Abraham, I mean, Isaac prospering through a famine. Uh, he had that wisdom um, of his father, uh, Abraham, and he, he held on to those um, things that he was taught. He remembered the wells that his father dug and knew where to go um, in the land where he his father dwelt in. Uh, so he understood the value of the wells. Um, he understood the value of the land that his father was Amen. in. And God furthermore told him not to go down into Egypt no matter what the famine was because, of course, the, the Nile is there, there's water there, there there's uh, mm-hmm. going to be prosperity in Egypt. But he told him, do not sojourn down to Egypt. And he obeyed that no matter what he was going through uh, in that area of Canaan and with Abimelech, he still remained uh, faithful Amen. to follow what God's command was. And he didn't He didn't try to go besides that. And um, one of the things um, that we can look at here, he said uh, in verse, 28 and and they said we we saw certainly that the Lord was with thee, so they understood who the Lord was and they and they had already known of this Lord because they remember Abraham coming through and um, they said and we said let there be now an oath betwixt us even betwixt us and thee let us, let us make a covenant with thee that thou will do us no hurt and as we have not touched thee. As we have done unto uh, thee nothing but good, and have sent thee away in peace, thou art now the blessed of the Lord. And he made them a feast, and they did eat and drink, and they rose up between uh, the times in the morning and swear one one to another, and Isaac sent them away, and they departed from him in peace. And it came to pass the same day, uh, so that's when the water came forth. Um and so it, it, it's wonderful how he followed the will of God and didn't stray away from that. And also, too, um, he understood the path of his father. He remembered it. He remembered um, the things uh, that his father did as well. Um, I'm, I'm sure that he probably knew the story of uh, his father and his mother um, along the way, and he, he followed through with it. And and 
it is true still yet that um, basically they were kinmen. So uh, that's what I wanted to say. That's all. Amen. Amen. Thank you, as always, for sharing, Dr. Donnie. I'm going to um, continue on to read. Um, I'm going to move forward because you are um, coming close to the app and realize how fast the time had gone. <laughs> Dr. Donnie, is there anyone else on the call, too, that have possibly have called in? Are there others? Um, or just a- yes, sir. Yes, there is. I can open up the Would you like me to open up the lines now? Oh, sure. If you want to, um, just so that we could if have any questions might want to ask, yes. Okay, the lines are open. Um, callers and listeners, if you guys are um, you're there, we thank and um, praise God for you taking the time to join us on this Saturday um, morning call that we're doing. We're studying the women of the Bible, and today we were discussing Rebecca. If there's anyone there that has a question on what's been spoken about today or a comment, feel free to go ahead and um, enter into the, join into the line. Amen? Okay. Is there anyone there that wants to comment? All right. Well, we thank you just the same for listening. Um, as Dr. Ghani always says, I was remiss to share. You could, um, let us know who you are or you could just, you know, place your comment. You don't have to disclose who you are, but we would appreciate if you wanted to and you had any questions, uh, feel free as it's time to participate. Amen? But um, with that said, if there is no one, we will continue on. If no one wants to make a comment, we'll continue on with our discussion of Rebecca. Amen? And um, I'm going to go continue here, and we're going to talk about um, how Rebecca and, um, and she convinces Jacob to um, uh, conceive, uh, deceive, I'm sorry, uh, Esau. So I'm going to read from 27, uh, verse 1. And I will stop around um, verses, verse, uh, I'm going to stop around verses, it depends. In uh, chapter 27, it says, And it came to pass that when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called. Esau, his eldest son, and said unto him. But before I do that, I just want to read the last, because this was something that had dropped into my mind a moment before. Um, verse 35 of the previous chapter, or 34, when um, they talked about how Esau was 40 years old when he took his wife, Judith, the daughter of Beres the Hittite, and Bashamoth, the daughter of Elon the Hittite, which were a grief of mine unto Isaac and to Rebekah. I just wanted to point that out. But moving forward, it says, And it came to pass that when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called Esau his eldest son and said unto him, My son, and he said unto him, Behold, here I am. And he said, Behold, now I am old. I know not the day of my death. Now therefore take, I pray thee, thy weapons, quiver, and I have and go out to the field and take me some venison and make me savory meat such as I love and bring it to me that I may eat that my soul may bless thee before I die. And Rebekah heard when Isaac spake to Esau his son and Esau went to the field to hunt for venison 
and to bring it. And Rebecca spake unto Jacob her son, saying, Behold, I heard thy father speak unto Esau thy brother, saying, Bring me venison and make me savory meat that I may eat and bless thee before the, the before the Lord before my death. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice according to that which I command. Go down to the flock and fetch me from there two good two good kids of the goats, and I will make them savory meat for thy father, such as he loves. And thou shalt bring it to thy father, that he may eat, and that he may bless thee before his death. And Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, Behold, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I smooth me. My father, her adventure, will fill me, and I shall seem as a deceiver. And I will bring a curse upon me, and not a blessing. And his mother said unto him, Upon me be thy curse. My son, only obey my voice and go fetch me them. And he went and fetched and brought them to his mother, and his mother made savory meat such as his father loved. And Rebekah took goodly raiment of her eldest son Esau, which were with her in the house, and put them upon Jacob, her younger son. And she put the skins of the kids of the goats upon his hands and upon the smooth of his neck. And she gave the savory meat and the bread which she had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. And he came into his father and said, My mother, and said, My father, and he said, Here I am, I, here am I, what, who art thou, my son? And Jacob said unto his father, I am Esau, thy firstborn. I have done according now as thou badest me. Arise, I pray thee, sit and eat of my venison that thy soul may bless me. And Isaac said unto his son, How is it that thou hast found it so quickly, my son? And he said, Because the Lord thy God brought it to me. And Isaac said unto Jacob, Come near, I pray thee, that I may fill thee, my son, whether thou be my very son, Esau, or not. And Jacob went near unto Isaac, his father, and he um, felt him and said, The voice is Jacob. But the hands are the hands of Esau. And he discerned him not because his hands were hairy as his, as his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him and he said, Art thou my, my very son Esau? And he said, I am. And he said, Bring it near to me and I will eat of my son's venison that my soul may bless thee. And he brought it near to him and he did eat and he brought him wine and he drank. And his father Isaac said unto him, Come now and kiss me, my son. And he came near and kissed him, and he smelled the smell of his raiment and blessed him and said, See, the smell of my son is as the smell of a field which the Lord has blessed. Therefore, God give thee of the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth and plenty of corn and wine. Let people serve thee and nations bow down to thee. Be Lord over thy brethren, and let thy mother's sons bow down to thee. Curse be every one that curses thee, and blessed be he that blesses thee. Amen? Um, Minister Gloria, would you like to go on as we're um, beginning to conclude to just share what the Lord has given you regarding that um, those scriptures? Minister Gloria. Minister Hello. 
Oh, your phone was muted? Can you hear me? Yes, Hello? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. All right, so I was saying that uh, here, Rebecca, uh, she interjects herself, and she's uh, causing... She's causing Jacob to deceive his his father, um, and she's trying to bring about this blessing in the way that she, in her, in her own way. Uh, so she goes about and she te- she instructs Jacob to uh, bring meat and she cooks it and she uh, instructs him to go in and to deceive his father and to make his father think that he is Esau, so that he can acquire the blessing. Uh, so here she's she's showing her strong uh, character, uh, Rebecca, um, and um, she's uh, she's trying to bring about the blessing is what she's trying to do. She's trying to do it in her own way. Amen. 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 Uh, Minister Belinda, are you back with us? Yes, I'm back. Okay, would you like to share as well what the Lord is giving you regarding that? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, God said when uh, way back when uh, Sarah was pregnant with the young man, and God spoke, you know, when she saw God, he spoke to her and told her what would happen. Okay, now these young men have grown up. They were babies when God spoke what would happen. But now they grow up. And the very thing that God said would take place has been is taking place. So that that lets us know that when God says He is the Alpha and the Omega, He's the beginning and the end. God knew in the womb what would take place down the road, and the very word that God said to Sarah would take, would become to pass. So God knew what Sarah would do way back then, way from the first part to the, to the other part, but it still was in the will of God because God spoke it before those babies came out. So a lot of times what we perceive in our minds, God has a plan. The same thing with uh, Joseph uh, when his brothers threw him in the well and sold him to slavery. But God knew the beginning and the end. He knew the famine would take place, and he knew that his brothers would have to go to Egypt. Amen. As you, as um, I had read myself, had um I just had a thought regarding both them both experienced similar things um from their husband and in fact also um the Lord had given them a promise and they do things their way because God as he when he speaks something he is faithful to keep his word but was, was he going to do it the way that uh, Rebecca chose for it to be done? Because she actually, like I said, she convinced her son to deceive the father. And God is a God of deep in an order. 
he could have still very, very well made um, uh, Jacob still the ruler over Esau in his way. But you see the similarity where the wives go and they they help God out. So there is there is a lot of uh, similarities and parallels between Abraham and Sarah and Isaac and Rebecca. Amen. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you also like to comment on that? Um, I, I just want to read from verse 5. I'm not going to give any interpretation. I just want to read from verse 5. Because a lot of times our minds can be programmed to think a certain way and not really read often to the word of God. And it says, and Rebecca heard when Isaac spake to Esau, his son, and Isaac went to the field to hunt for the venison and bring, and bring it, that Rebecca spake unto Jacob, his, her son, saying, Behold, I heard thy father speak unto Esau, thy brother, saying, Bring me venison, and make me savory meat that I may eat, and bless thee before the Lord. And then she goes on and she gives him instruction. And I want to jump over into Romans um, chapter 9 and just read what the Lord says here um, in regards to Rebecca and all of this. I I don't want to uh, interject anything into it of my view. Um, So in Romans chapter 9, Paul is bringing back reference to if anyone has it there before I get to it, you can read um, from Romans chapter 9. Where would, where would you like to be? Um, I'm reading from verse 1. And, uh, one um, through, because it, it's, in, it's in verse 10 that he mentioned it, like to read from. Mm-hmm. You want me Go to start ahead. from verse Um. um Let's see. I I have, well I think it's important to get the transmit part. Um verse nine. I say I say I'm reading from verse one. I, I say the truth in Christ, I lie not, my conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart, for I could wish that myself were cursed from Christ for my uh, brother and my kinsmen, according to the flesh, and who are Israelites, to whom pertains the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises. Wherefore, our fathers, of whom, as concerning the flesh, Christ came, who is over all, God bless forever. Amen. And then he goes on, not as though the word of God had taken none effect, for they are not all Israel which are of Israel, neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children. But in Isaac shall the seed be called, that, that is, that they which are children of the flesh, these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted for the seed, for this is the word of promise. At this time will I uh, come, and Sarah shall have a son. And not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one, even by our father Isaac, for the children being not yet born, neither have done or, uh, any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to the election might stand, not of the works, but of him that calleth. 
I will say it said unto her, it was said unto her, the elder shall serve the younger, and it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau I hate it. What shall we say then? Is there any unrighteousness with God? God forbid. For he said to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Um, that's what I have to read. That about says it all. Amen. Amen. You're right. That one about- was a seed and one was of the flesh, and God hated it. So, I mean, you know, it's God's judgment who he blesses and who he curses, who he loves and who he hates. Amen. And he said he'll have mercy on who he wants to have mercy on. And that was and that was the word of God. Amen. Mm-hmm. Speaking about the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Amen. Yes. Amen. That was that was good, Doctor Donnie. Thanks for pointing that out mm-hmm. and and sharing that and making that a part of the call today. Um, we are almost actually. Are we out of time? We have just about a minute or so left. Uh, Doctor Donnie, would you like to close us out in prayer? Yep. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and we bless you for this day. This opportunity to um, learn and read of your word and in your sovereign will. We ask, oh, Father, that you give us the heart to accept those things that we know not of and take understanding, sound wisdom, and knowledge and to use it unto your will and your glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you all for, for joining in on the call, Dr. Donnie. Thank you so very much for uh, allowing me to co-host with you. I, I don't take it lightly, and I thank you for um, sharing with the people and the word of God that came forth and Minister the Gloria for allowing the Lord to use you both as he um, can so that you all have a blessed day. And um, Minister Belinda, I pray that your allergies will no longer be Thank you, I need it. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, go in peace. Be blessed. Amen. 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 Amen.